Celtics light the tower. Your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe, on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, the Horn. Yes, Craig Way not here today. He's on vacation still, enjoying it up, enjoying life, living it up, enjoying life on the North Carolina coast. I can talk right today. Struggle for me most days. Jeff Howe, Cameron Parker. This is Light the Tower. Great Inconceivable by one Cameron Parker. Very big part of the presentation while Craig's been out. Thank you, Jeff. And I have a question for you in the spec sex line. So I got a buddy. He's he's asking out his dream girl today, right? Been in love with this chick for like four years. Shakira? No. No, Beyonce? not Shakira. If it was okay. Shakira, then I'd be asking her out. But I'm trying to get him hyped up. You know, he's he's a little little nervous. So I was trying to think of like good motivational like speeches from movies to send to him. I got Al Pacino's from Any Given Sunday. That's a yeah. Game that's an immediate go to. Mm-hmm. Um, Miracle on Ice, and then uh, Rocky speech to his son. And I believe was it Rocky Five, Rocky Balboa, Rocky Balboa. Yeah, yeah. those are the three I landed on. Any. Those are good ones. Any other ones you guys suggest? Specs text line three three seven three seven seven six. Hmm. I need to think about that one. We can, we can come back to it, but I figured any Al Pacino speech. Like I'm sitting in my living room at eleven thirty p.m. Like ready to go run through a wall after Al Pacino is talking about a game of inches. I just really like uh, you know in, in the in Major League when Lou has to tell everybody, hey, so we were all hired to finish, we're all brought in here to finish dead last, and Ooh, when the season's over, you'll yeah. either be traded or released, and everybody's sitting there, it's very somber. And Tom Berenger's Jake Taylor says, well, I guess there's only one thing left to do. Yeah, what's that? Win the whole bleeping thing. Yeah, that's a good one. It's powerful. It's powerful stuff. Uh, Texter says the real question in the second Florida story is why is there a surveillance camera in the bedroom of an Airbnb? Creepy. For is it in, in the bedroom? Well, I don't know, but it's for instances like this that you have a camera, you have surveillance in your Airbnb. I would hope that means nobody's being a prevert or anything. I'm guessing because they went outside at some point in this story, it looks like. So probably the camera. You know, either it's like for the front door or the back door, like a ring camera. Possibly okay. that's because it was audio. The audio picked it up. I don't know if the video picked up the actual uh, video of him bashing the guy's brains in with a bat or attempting to, but the audio was picked up. <laughs> I mean, the dude lived. Let's not make it sound like it's the like it's no, a, he's fine. like it's the scene in Casino where Joe Pesci gets buried in the cornfield, like. By the way, it's casino spoilers. Sorry, anybody that hasn't had a chance since 1995 to see that movie. Um, yeah, let's, let's, not make, let's not make it sound like it was anything like that. Well, somebody just sent me something on the uh, on the YouTube. It was Christopher Walken, The Lion Speech. You're already getting some good ones from the Specs text line. Uh, Denzel in that high school football movie. That'd be Remember the Titans. Yes, sir. That high school football movie. <laughs> tell him to wear, tell him to tape a cucumber to his thigh and wear tight pants. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love the uh dude, Independence Day is that Wolf Smith. Dude, Im- Smith. immature immature toilet humor will never if it ever get if I ever get to a point in my life 
where I hear a joke about human anatomy or bodily functions and I don't laugh, that's when I know my time on Earth needs to draw to a close fairly quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Any of the speeches that Denzel gave to his team in Remember the Titans, Mike Torres says the Friday Night Lights speech. What about Vanderbeek in Varsity Blues? He says, let's play, the ne- let's play the next 40, 48 minutes. Let's play the next 24 minutes for the next 24 minutes and leave it all out on the field. Have the, you know, what does he say? He says, we have the rest of our lives to be mediocre. We have the opportunity okay. to play like gods for the so next half So before he goes football. into the dinner, the ask around, just like, give the next yeah. hour and a half to be a god. You've got the rest of your life to be a loser, but right now you can step up and do something of significance. Take the leap. So he's just asking her out? Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like the Spurs drafting Webanyama. It's like they have the number one pick. You know what it is. All they got to do is hand the card in. I mean, it's, it's pretty much like she's going to say yes. I already know that. He's mm-hmm. just afraid of her saying no. This is a little seated doubt. Yeah, it's just it. like, you know, just mentally. That's why I'm trying to give him like some uplifting you know, gotta, speeches. Because, like, dude, come on. Come on. Just got to push. Just got to push through. Love, love the speech about Hitch. That's perfect. Per- the Augie rant. Okay. This is why. This is, see, Jeff, this is why when I need advice, I go to the Specs text line. <laughs> oh, there's a lot. The, the more Cowbell speech by Christopher Walken. You could go with that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Scarface, the eyes, Chico, they tell you everything. Said your friend should do uh, the Coach Lance Gidry speech. Let's see. Uh, what do we have? Bevo Lance Jason says, uh, until he doesn't ask her out, then the answer is already a no. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Golf lingo, how uh, how, the, how you like the Maple speech, Matt Damon from uh, Goodwill Hunting. 300 before the first battle. Christopher Walken, Pool Hall Junkies. Robert and Gidding says, I'm dead serious. I just started watching Casino two nights ago, and now I don't need to finish it. Sorry, <laughs> Robert. I'm sorry you didn't take the opportunity in, from 1995 until this past weekend to, to see Casino. But Lincoln hawking over the top. The world meets nobody halfway. If you want it, you have to take Robert, it. Robert, if you're serious. <laughs> see in high school. <laughs> yeah, maturity-wise he is. I swear to God. Robert, uh, if, you, if you've gotten through the first, if you're uh. serious and you haven't gotten to, to the end yet, uh, if you're following Joe Pesci's character, I think you could probably put it together pretty easy that it's not going to end well for him in that movie. Casino. Cam, go the 40-year-old virgin. Cam, tell your buddy to stop putting it on a pedestal. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Has Fuck. to give her the door test from a Bronx tale. The Mike Gundy, Gundy rant. I'm a man on 40. Do you all even know the Lance Gidry speech? Doesn't sound familiar, Pastor Smasher. I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. Uh, yeah, Mike Gundy, where are we at in society? That's the old I'm a man rant. So it's all it's all in the same the same bit. Hoosiers, David and Goliath speech. Le- Replacements, ending monologue. Yes, you got Gene a, Hackman. You got a gif of Draymond giving KD a pep talk. I don't know if you want to go with that. That's what I was doing last night on FaceTime. Like, I'm getting faced. Yeah. Well, I, 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 won't, I won't throw him under the bus too much. Uh, the texter that asked if your buddy was still in high school, Cam, uh, said they had to make a delivery to a new school in Florence. So, shout out for you, sir or madam. 
being around my old stomping grounds. Appreciate that. Uh, Hoosier speech, Matthew Broderick and glory. Uh, you know, William Wallace and Braveheart is another one. Yeah. Yeah, you could go that. If you want to go dark, you could go like Russell Crowe and Gladiator before at the beginning of the movie, before that first big fight. A lot, lot of options here. You got plenty a lot of, of options, options here. Man. That's good. You could put together good. a montage. Or how about you go from Animal House? Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. Remember when the uh, Germans, the Germans bombed, bombed Pearl, Pearl, Pearl Harbor? Yeah. Forget it. He's rolling. Anything from Augie Garrido? Okay. So did you get some good feedback yeah, on this? Yeah, thanks, guys. Thing? Appreciate it. We're going we're gonna to dive into the YouTube clips here after the show and send some stuff up. I already sent him the Rocky Balboa one. I'm thinking any given Sunday's next. Um, U.S. The Miracle one, Miracle and Ice is always good. You know, tonight they're going to be the best team in the world for 48 minutes, 60 minutes. Um, Cam, what else you got going on this weekend other than watching uh, First Blood? First Blood. I'm not sure. I've got a wedding to go to tomorrow, and then I've, I'm got, sorry. I've got a baseball game to go to on Sunday. Uh, Express? How about a little Astros Mariners? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Astros, who by that day may be tied for first place in the AL West. Could be. With the slumping Texas Rangers, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, got a little family tie to the Mariners-Astros uh, okay. game, too. Uh, my, be a yes, my sister-in-law, my brother's wife, her cousin is a relief pitcher for the Mariners. So going to go check out the, the M's and, and the Astros. It's getaway day. It's the last day before the all-star break. So hopefully get to see a little bit of, you know, Julio Rodriguez. I don't get to see Jordan, which is unfortunate, but. And when we come back on, on Monday, Jeff. We'll find out whether or not where Tanner Witt's been selected, uh, possibly. I think right now I saw him ranked as 73rd in MLB.com's top 250. And also Travis Sikora, too, the Ron Rock pitcher. I heard a little bit on B&E this morning when I stepped in the last uh, 15, 45 minutes, whatever. So Sikora on, on the pipeline, he's ranked 40th. Mm-hmm. But so far, MLB draft mock drafts I've seen don't have him going in the first round, but... From what uh, Jonathan Mayo was saying at MLB.com, it's because a lot of these teams in the second round, they can offer more bonus pool money. Yeah. And so Sakura, he'll probably won't be a first-round pick, but it sounds like he's going to get first-round pick money, which makes yeah. me believe that he will not be at UT this next season. The way it, I, I didn't, I heard uh, a good chunk of the Jonathan Mayo conversation. I did not hear uh, Dustin McComas, good dude, by the way, yeah. on, on with B&E earlier. But Aaron said that Dustin said it, and, and Jonathan kind of said it too. The way teams are structuring their draft pool money, they're more likely to take a college bat or a college pitcher in the first round, the guys that might have a little less leverage, and sign them at or below slot. So that way you're able to funnel some of that money back into your sandwich picks or your second, third rounds. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the Braves did this. The the COVID year draft, which – Helped Texas tremendously, yeah, right? Five he, rounds. Getting Tanner Witt and some of those other guys to Yeesh. campus. Uh, Dylan Cruz ended up at, at LSU coming out of that draft uh, because it was only five rounds. But the uh, the five-round structure, the Braves, this is what I was getting to. Speaking of the All-Star game, Bryce Elder is an All-Star this year. The Braves structured their draft. Bryce Elder had a really high asking price. 
Like, and he got his asking price. It was like I want to say like between seven fifty and eight, like somewhere in that range. I can go back and find Bryce Elder's signing bonus. Whatever it is, the Braves either matched or exceeded his really high asking mm-hmm. price. But they structured their draft that way. They knew they were going to, you know, be able to draft guys early on where they could push some of that money back and with their last pick just say, Bryce Elder, hey, we, we've got the money. You know, here's your we, – we can match your asking price. Like, can you imagine if they didn't? Like, for a minute I let myself – because I think the Braves had, like, the next – one of the last three or five picks in that draft. Can you imagine that, that – Texas prob, Texas wins a national championship if Bryce Elder comes back. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. As good as that staff was with – Ty Madden as an All-American hoss. But if you'd have had Madden, Elder, Pete Hansen, could have had Tristan Stevens as your midweek guy, uh, I think Texas wins a national championship. You've got a deep enough staff at that point to go win it all in Omaha. And I let myself think about that for a split second until the Braves picked it. I'm like, if they're doing this, they've got to – They've got to be able to match the asking price, and sure enough, checking around shortly thereafter, they did. Uh, so get to, get over to the podcast page at hornfm.com. Listen to both those conversations this morning from B&E with Dustin McComas and with Jonathan Mayo talking MLB draft. That starts on Sunday. Take a break. Come back. Flex update and Longhorn football talk on the other side on Light the Tower. On the Horn, live, local, and digital. On the Horn app and at hornfm.com. I think Wimby's security team, the security detail, took the course a little too literally here. How many radio shows have played Britney Spears songs for the last two days? I don't know. You know, I always wonder that, like, because you see this every now and then, like, on uh, the iTunes charts. Yeah, the, the Rise Apple Up. Music charts. Yeah. I always wondered, like, man, if, like, somebody dies. Like, I don't know, like, when Prince dies, people, people are playing Prince songs. Yeah. I wonder if, like, artists get the terrestrial radio spike. Like, can an album get back into, like, the top yeah, 200 I think so. or a Hot 100 single type deal? I mean, that happened with Mac Miller's uh, couple of his albums when he passed away. I think Tina Turner. Um, she had a couple songs go back up in the top 100 after she passed away a few weeks ago. I mean, Britney could get there, I guess. I- I'm assuming all the gossipy type stations, uh, top 40 stations yeah. are playing the dog mess out of this right now. Well, I know Ty played it because I looked back in the search history and there was, uh, no, we go- okay. he went back, uh, hit me one more time or I guess, is it the same song? See, I don't know enough about Britney. Yeah. Is it the same song? Yeah, I think it's okay. We just played the same song twice today. So for those who've been listening all morning long, sorry for no, double doses no, 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 of Britney Spears. No, 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 no. Don't apologize because you know what you got to do now. You got to make sure Zay plays it. That's right. You got to make sure Patrick plays it. That way, all once once a once a show here. I feel like Patrick Davis is vehemently against Britney Spears. Um. Yeah. Anti Britney, but is Patrick Davis anti bit though? But he's also pro Webinyama. Okay. He's a Spurs fan. You know, was, I, I wonder, do you think he played Britney Spears yesterday? Because he, he does he does themes for every day, right? Life in the media world, especially radio, is better when you every now and then you just lean into the bit a little bit. Because yesterday was bit. New Theme Thursday. Well, I don't know what it says. I think it's 512 Friday. So I don't think Britney Spears is from the not How come we don't have uh, musical themes on Light the Tower? Because Craig just likes Yacht Rock. Well, all right. Can Do we not get a say in what gets played on this show? I don't think so. 
Well, I, I'll get a say when Craig is out. Okay. Well, yeah, well, I mean, do you want themes while he's out? No, we don't have enough segments for <laughs> yeah, that. Okay, then there we go. We all, uh, we only play two songs the entire show. <laughs> yeah, because we, really we, uh, we have to play Eminence Front, and we have to play Bodhi Stock. Inconceivable. We get inconceivable. So, yeah, we only get two segments. Get well, two se- and and if, if, Sparks, if, if I don't, if see, I don't Bubba Dilly Sparks Dally, is your song. Yes, I love that. Love there we go. A little Bubba Sparks. Yeah, back in the day, my brother and I were talking about this. At, when I was over at his house for the Fourth of July, uh, we were because it was talking about I was taking uh, taking I was drinking the you know that prime drink that Logan Paul I guess endorses super popular drink. right now yeah so uh, it's kind of like the, I was under the impression it's kind of like the liquid IV stuff and I had a couple of those at Disney World like you just put it in your water you shake it up the lemon lime really like. I had a flashback because it really took me back to back in the day. And there, anybody that played high school football, I don't know if they still do this. I really hope they do. Where they just dump, like, the powder Gatorade into the big jug uh-huh. and then stir it with a spoon. No, it never tastes as good. Oh, man. So good. It tastes so much better than just regular bottled really? Gatorade. Oh, dude. Oh, okay. It's like, a, it's like an outer world, out-of-body experience. Uh, that's what the Prime tasted like. But my brother was telling me that, like, Prime's now having all these issues, that it was marketed wrong, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, so it's kind of like, and then, of course, what does that lead me to talk about? Lead me to talk about Four loco. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then the original Four Loko. But my, I remember, Cam, there was times where back when alcoholic energy drinks were marketed to kind of my generation. Part No, no. It was one called Sparks. Sparks. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's kind of like Bubba Sparks. I, you know, I dig Bubba Sparks. I'm going to try this. It was like a citrus-infused alcoholic energy drink. Mm. It didn't last on the market very long. Because they realize, hey, maybe if you're doing ephedrine and alcohol, probably not a good mix for the consumer. So I, I would think that vodka Red Bulls are probably like a top five, top ten drink, like right now for that like. That was really if, random, but we're talking about alcoholic drinks, right? That are energy drinks. Vodka Red Bull. I mean, it's Red Bull. Could go with alcohol. Uh, could go Jaeger Red Bull and do just do exactly. the, old, the old standard Jaeger bomb. Told you back in the day in San Marcos, we'd go to the Den. Uh, had shuffleboard on Sunday nights. So we go watch Sunday night football, play shuffleboard, and they had dollar Jaeger bombs. Mm. Yeah, man. I rem- I still remember some of the drink specials at my old stomping grounds, some of which are no longer there. Everybody's, I'm sure, has that college bar that they love to go to. That's no longer, it's no longer an, uh, an open establishment. Cane and Abel's, which is now a new Cane and Abel's, which I believe is just called Cane's. I don't know the new name of it. It looks nice though. I've not been into it yet. Texture said, "Just saw alcoholic monster seltzers at the store. Mm. Maybe, maybe they're making a comeback, but it'll it'll never be like Sparks or the original Four Loko. Telling you, man, the original Four Loko. Because was... there's probably a lot of ingredients that aren't legal anymore, Jeff. What did they call it? Liquid cocaine or liquid heroin? I forget which oh, one it was, yeah. but it was dance dance with the devil when you." <laughs> To consume the old, the original Four Loco. Every, every 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 company in America that makes products has their own spinoff seltzer. I mean, Sonic has a seltzer. Uh, Texas says, Jeff, you're right about powdered Gatorade. I buy the big tubs and make my own. Dude, I'm telling you, man, the, the powdered Gatorade, infinitely better than just the stuff you buy in the bottle at the convenience store. If it makes you feel better, T- Treff's Tavern is still open. I, uh, I'm not going to name names, but I did have a friend who I had to go pick up at Treff's one time because they consumed a little too much, and they may or may not have fell into one of the shrubs right outside the door and destroyed it, to which the doorman responded, 
<laughs> Someday you're going to understand something about destruction of people's property. My friend, without skipping a beat, the glazed over look that somebody in that state usually has in their eyes said, Someday you're going to understand how drunk I am right now. <laughs> we quickly vacated the premises. So with that what in mind, great comeback. let's talk about high school stuff and <laughs> get to our Flex update. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to FLXATX.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by... Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. All right, Cam, what do we got? So nothing big this week uh, for Flex Friday. Uh, remember, Travis Sakura, watch out for the MLB draft on Friday. It will be a round rock baseball prospect who could be drafted in the first round. Um, would, be the, would he be the first one since Brett Beatty to go in the first round? Out of the Syntex area? Because Beatty was first round, right? Out of Yes. I think so. Yeah, Beatty was 12th overall. Yeah, yeah he's pretty high up. So we'll see what happens with Travis Sakura. Um, all wishing him well and his family out in the Round Rock Dragons. Excited for that. Um, kind of tying into Longhorn Notebook Part 2, Jeff. So I don't know what you want to do here with this. But uh, Aaron Hampton is expected to announce his decision in about 27 minutes out of Dangerfield, Texas. So do you want to time that to the Longhorn Notebook? Uh, Yeah, let's just go ahead and do that. Why not? Sure. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Yeah, Aaron Hampton, uh, one-time Texas commit. He's been committed to Baylor as mm-hmm. well. Uh, the 24-7 sports crystal ball is trending heavily in favor of the Longhorns. Uh, Mike Roach has the most recent pick entered on July 3rd. Uh, that in favor of Longhorns. Brian Christopherson of our Nebraska site entered one on. Actually, Chris Brian has the most recent one on the sixth, which was that yesterday. Yeah, yesterday at eleven o two a.m., a little more than twenty four hours ago, uh, he put in a twenty four seven Sports Crystal Ball prediction in in favor of the Longhorns. So it seems like he'll be rejoining the Longhorns class. I asked you during the break, you know, the number of guys who have committed and then decommitted and recommitted the school, the same school. It's got to be pretty small sample size, and you just came up with John Byrne. The, the, he's the, off the top of my head, he's the one that I can think of because he almost went to Auburn but then ended up back in the Texas class. Like, yeah, I, I think John Burt's probably the one guy that I can really think of that decommitted. You can, if you so choose, you can go down the Brew McCoy rabbit hole. If you yeah. do, you're, you're a better person than I am. Uh, <laughs> I dude, that's one of those deals. Like when you, it's it's like uh, you know, events, some certain events in life that people who live through it, they're like, ah, I really don't want to talk about this anymore. Yeah, I'd really rather not relive the uh, a couple of weeks, the two different couple week periods of the Brew McCoy saga. But yeah, uh, John Burt, I'm sure there's somebody I'm forgetting, but John Burt would be the one that I can really think about that would qualify for what you're talking about cam uh specs text line still you have something else cam just gonna more on aaron hampton he was a guy i believe he committed originally as a defensive back for texas and then his senior season or his junior season he wanted to play more wide out i believe this past year uh quinn yours yeah does he count i mean because he transferred Uh, back in i guess uh kind of like a little bit of a loophole yeah if you want to get if you want to get technical well, I mean, I guess if I count Brew McCoy, I guess I got to count Quinn, right? 
Yeah, I just kind of, you know. Okay. But what Cam's talking about is, is pretty rare, that a high school recruit decommits from somewhere and that in that same cycle ends up back at one of the schools yeah. they were initially committed to. But yeah. Hampton, recruited by Blake Gideon, he has met with Chris Jackson, the new wide receivers coach, so I don't, I don't know how much you've dived into to his tape, Jeff, but do you see him playing receiver more? Or DB more at Texas? It seems like he wants to play receiver more. I think, yeah, I think it's probably an either or. I mean, I think for Texas, the more pressing need would be corner. But I think he's a a kid that, you know, if you get Corey on Gibson and there's a couple other kids that Texas is after, uh, depending on how the board fills out and, and, again, what the depth chart looks like down the road, he could be an either or type guy. If he does choose Texas, he'll be the 13th commitment for Sark's 2024 class. Uh, they'll probably jump up to 27 in the Horns 247 composite rankings. Actually, you probably know more about that than I do, Jeff. If but. you can filibuster for a second, I'll do class calculator, and I yeah. can give you a really good estimate. Texas 28, but Aaron Hampton, he'll be committing, I believe, at noon today, probably off his Twitter page. I know Hayes Fawcett, who does a lot of graphics, he'll be up. But there's a lot more uh, one other Texas commits possibly – in the future, I know I think Kobe Black is one that a lot of people have their eyes on uh, after a really good last weekend for Texas that included four commits over July 4th weekend. But Hampton looking to continue the momentum for Texas uh, if he does commit. With Aaron yeah. Hampton, that takes Texas in the 24-7 sports team rankings. It would take Texas composite score to 213.6, okay. which would move them ahead of Miami into seven, uh, 16, 17th. 17th yeah. yeah. It yeah. would be 17th. Top 20. Not mm-hmm. bad. Ahead of Alabama. Yeah. But Those who are wondering why Texas wasn't as high How as... come Nick Saban ain't getting yeah. no recruits, Cam? Fire him. Slack it on the recruiting trail. I sound like a Texas basketball fan in the second week of April. Yeah, now a complete <laughs> Texas basketball roster. <laughs> Just tell me, just, just. Uh, but I don't, I don't hear about it as much from Texas football fans. I think they understand how Sark operates. Yeah, certain way they want to do things, and they've done it right. You have your initial board, what it looks like, your priority guys. Oftentimes, those don't change. Sometimes, maybe they will. You go through spring ball, then you get out on on uh, on the road during the evaluation period. You get through camps, maybe to eval some guys, and by the time you get through the official visits in the summer. Then you've got a pretty good idea of what your numbers look like, what your board's going to look like in the fall, targets, guys you need to see again, guys that you uh, you know maybe you need to follow, whatever the case is. There's a certain way Sark and company want to work it, and they've done a really good job at maximizing scholarships. Nobody, not Nick Saban, not Ryan Day, not Urban Meyer, or Mac Brown back in the day, not Dabo Swinney, nobody bats a thousand in yeah. recruiting, but. If you're, you know, batting 500 to 600, then you're probably getting to the point where you're putting together a roster that can go help you compete at a really high level. How do you think the next month plays out for Texas recruiting? You think it'll be a little bit slower? should be a little bit slower, but I think you're getting to the point, though, where some guys want to get their decisions done before the fall. Mm-hmm. I think this is where guys start to make that decision, okay, I'm, I'm ready, I'm going to go ahead and do it now just so I can have that pressure off going into your senior year. Then you'll have some guys decide, you know what, I'm not ready. I'm, I want to go ahead and take a couple more visits, so I'm going to push it back, and I'll, I'll commit when I'm ready to commit. It seems like that's going to be like the Colin Simmons, Micah Hudson, Ryan Wingo types, where they're kind of taking their time. Yeah, and, and Micah Hudson, 
Michael Hudson was supposed to yeah. commit a couple of weeks ago and didn't. And that's good for Texas. So I'd be feeling good if you're a Texas fan um, about that commitment. I'm still not very optimistic on yeah, that one. But, but you think he would already committed by now, for sure. I but. mean, he was supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> like he uh had the video ready to go and everything, from what I was told. Mm. And it's like it's gonna happen at some point Sunday and you're kinda waiting and waiting, waiting. and waiting, and then Sunday turns into Sunday night, which turns into Monday, and then like, well, Yes, it's just not going to happen, and I think I think he's been Micah Hudson's been quiet for the most part since then, since his official his official visits to Texas and to uh, to Texas Tech. So, uh, if you missed it yesterday, we covered the big Texas basketball news. We've already talked Texas and the MLB draft. We'll see over the course of of the draft what happens with. We obviously we talked about Travis Cora, Nick Saunders. Uh, you know, Gasparino, you know, the 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 three high school recruits that figure if if there are uh, if there are going to be high school signees that go early early enough to make a difference, it's going to be those those three guys. As far as guys on the current team, yeah, Tanner Witt, LBJ, LBJ, Dylan Campbell, Lucas Gordon, uh, the guys that have those guys that have remaining eligibility. Uh, you know, and you start thinking about it, like a guy like Porter Brown participated in Senior Day. He's graduated. What does Porter Brown decide to do? Um, thought there was more like a Zane Morehouse is a guy that could Zane Morehouse just with his tools could he draw interest? You know, after the tenth round, once your your bonus pool money is done and then you're signing guys for for pennies on the dollar at that point, would that be enough to entice Zane Morehouse, a guy like Zane Morehouse? I don't know. We'd see. We'll see, but. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, I, I just think your baseball is getting to the point where basketball has been for about a decade. It's a year-to-year proposition building a roster in college baseball. I just think that's that's just the natural state of it. And I, and I don't know if that's going to change people's opinions on are you re, are you in a rebuilding state? Are you rebuilding every year? I mean, in a sense, everybody kind of is. I mean, LSU, Jay Johnson's going to yeah. you got to replace Skeens. And, and you can't replace Skeens and Cruz. I don't care how good a talent there is in the portal or in your high school class, you can't just go replace Tommy White, Skeens, and, and Cruz. Well, Tommy Tanks gets another year. He's back for another year. Is he gonna, where do you think he would get drafted? I feel like with his power, he would go not Melendez type. I don't but, think Tommy Tanks is a draft-eligible sophomore. Oh, that's right, because he, he didn't play his, his freshman year, right? Uh, let's see. Is he a no, redshirt coming in? Um, At NC State? I'm trying to look. Hold on just a sec. Uh... He's only played two years. Tommy so. White's not eligible yeah, until 2024. Correct. Yeah, so never mind. So the, the, we're bringing back at least Tommy White. Yeah, he but. was a true freshman at, at NC State yeah, last season, 2022. So there you have it, uh, a little Texas football. Well, actually, you know what? Before we wrap it up, let's let's go ahead and get to the uh, to the Specs text line, 337-3776. Cam, why don't you one more time re-rack that question that you asked me in the first hour that led to our first hour Longhorn football discussion. As a Texas fan, are you happy the Longhorns being ranked number one in the Big 12 media preseason poll? All right. As I wade through the responses of Cam, people that wanted to give your buddy some advice, uh, we left it off of one of the, the – we were talking about this in the first hour, and this is kind of where the the, lad, the text I was reading where it left off. Cam, you read this one. The Big 12 media has a good grasp of where Texas stands over the years. They have placed Texas pretty much where they finished – uh, this should be seen as a good thing. Text, next texter says, I long for the days when I'm not disappointed in a projected great season by mid-October. But see, that's there are some years where that has been the case, like 2019, 
was one of those years. 2020 was another one of those years. But, I mean, there's been some years, like I mentioned 2015, if you were expecting a great year out of that team, that's that's on you. That's on you for having unrealistic expectations. Uh, just some years just haven't been good for this roster. The roster hasn't been set up like that. Uh, Texas absolutely has no reason not to win the Big 12, but every year they should uh, every year they should win. They have the best players, the best facilities, and the best coaches and haven't done it in years. I would disagree with that. There's been plenty of years where Texas didn't have the best of those things. Obviously didn't have the best coaches, didn't have the best facilities. Cam, before they started this renovation project of, of what now we see of the Moncrief complex and that south end zone, People didn't believe me. Iowa State had better football facilities in Texas. Mm-hmm. You can make the argument Kansas had better football facilities in Texas. It's just the way it was. That's how far behind Texas had fallen. And I remember talking to, to Yancey McKnight and Tom Herman about it. I mean, they, you know, Yancey McKnight agreed with me that Iowa State had better facilities. He's like, yeah, I mean, I helped design that weight room that's there when I was a strength coach. Like, they they do have a better facility than us, yeah. So, which should, which should never happen. No, it should never, never happen. happen. But, you know, complacency is the, the the root of all that's wrong in sports, man. You get complacent. That's that's what Nick Saban fights against every day, man, is complacency and entitlement. And you just rest on your laurels too long and, and people pass you. I'm ready to see what mentally the responses are from the guys because we're going to have Sark next week, the Big 12 Media Days, Quinn, Xavier, Jalen Ford, Jay Witt, Jade Barron, they're going to be asked about that number one ranking, right? Mm-hmm, First sure. time since 09. I'm curious to see what their responses are, where they're at mentally with this ranking, how much of it is going to be the typical, you know, uh, we don't we don't really pay attention to that, you know. But, I mean, the question will be asked, like, do you have something to prove being ranked number one? And, I mean, I feel like Texas has had something to prove the last 13 years, Jeff. <laughs> Pretty much. Um this texter says, Jeff, you said on Longhorn Blitz, and I couldn't agree more. That Kansas game this year scares me. That's that's one game I've got circled, man. I just I don't feel good about that. Not that I'm thinking Texas will lose, but I think that could be a game that's a lot closer than whatever the odds are. Uh, whatever it is, I'd, I'd take a Kansas cover if I'm so inclined to look at unit plays and whatnot. Pappy LePew, Cam, text in when you were talking about Tom Herman. Said uh, Tom Herman actually won a Sugar Bowl, so he did win something at Texas. Yeah, I'm, but we're talking about winning before, right? It was in the, the context of the argument. Yeah. And also, I mean, Herman got there against a Georgia team that, you know, I'm sorry, they weren't that into it. You think they missed Jordan Davis that day? A little bit. They missed a lot of guys that day. And also, Texas was only in there because Oklahoma made the college football playoff. Texas realistically was a Alma Bowl team that year. They had They had four losses. I was thinking, I mean, it was good to get 10 wins and finish in the top 10, but I remember. Yeah, well, also look how they followed up the next year, Chad. Yeah, but I remember being in the locker room after the Big 12 championship game and just walking around talking to guys and thinking, man, this team last week was 9-3 and and, you know, your top 10, top 15 team. And to lose this game, you can go to the Sugar Bowl and lose. And whoever, whoever the we didn't know who the SEC opponent was going to be at that point. It's like, man, you, you could be 9-5, and five, and is that really – it's progress, but it's not the kind of progress you hoped it would be. I just think we saw that number, and I'm I'm as guilty of it as anybody. You saw that number, man. You got that 10th win. You got the double-digit wins, and you finished in the top 10 in the AP poll. And 
I was one of the people that got drunk on that all off season, all off season. You brought in Tom Herman because what his ability to beat Oklahoma at Houston. He beat Oklahoma once. Well, is, at Texas. there was something about you know the favored son returning, and he was yeah. he got his masters at Texas and got his first you know big break with Mac, and there was the poll. There was kind of something something poetic about it, maybe. And as the Specs text line pointed out, like what did Mac Brown win before coming to Texas? Couldn't beat Florida State. Exactly. Could, couldn't beat Bobby Bowden. And he won a national title. Right, Jeff. So I think the argument that Way hasn't done anything before he got there. I don't know that. This is all in reference to Sark. Was yeah. somebody texting this says Sark hasn't won anything yet? But you got to look too. You got to look at circumstances, right? Sark took over a Washington program that was zero and twelve. They didn't win a single game there. in the Pac-10. We were zero for zero for a season the year before he got there. They won five games his first year. They got to a bowl game and beat Nebraska his second year. Um. Now you can say they didn't they didn't go on the upward trajectory that a lot of people thought they might at that point, but at least he got that program. He, Steve, Sark made the Washington job good enough to where Chris Peterson left Boise to take the Washington job. That's how much work off with his players. Right? That's how much work. Yeah, that's how much work Sark had done at that point with Washington and at USC. Never really. Didn't because of his personal issues that he's yeah. he's talked about and that have been well documented. We don't know what he would have done at SC if everything would have would have fallen the right way. And he took over a USC program that was pretty similar to what Texas was at. Coming off probation though with Lane Kiffin, but they were getting off of sanctions and then they were starting to get starting to get the house in order again. And the way Sark can recruit, I mean that who knows what it could have been at that point. And it feels like the house is in order at Texas. But bottom line is, with this preseason poll being ranked number one, you got to win. You yep. got, you got to win. You got to make it to Arlington. You probably got to get ten wins this year. That's, Bevo, that's the bar yeah. for Sark this year. Bevo Lance Jason says Texas goes nine and three or ten and two this season. The BBs are getting back in the box. Mm. I think that's a good place to leave it. Head into the weekend, we'll be back to wrap up today's show and our broadcast week here on Light the Tower on the Horn, live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Like the Tower with Craig Way and Jeff Howe. Bubba Sparks is going to take us home. What is wrong with my headphones? There we go. Sounded like I got a bad drive through speaker. <laughs> you ever hear the Tenacious D bit, Cam, when they were pulling up to the... No, I haven't. Drive through. I haven't heard any tenacious D. Oh, no, man. Jack Black, of course, but I like the one. And it's like the uh, the the muffled sound. The back. teacher from Peanuts. A little worse than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny because uh, Jack Black in the drive through he orders Cherry's Jubilee, and the drive through. I'm not joking. This is what it sounds like. The uh, the person working the drive through goes. So back in the day, when me and my buddies would. Get things started with uh, drinking a little Mad Dog 2020. We would drink Orange Jubilee, and as you're passing it around the circle, you just go, Orange Jubilee. Because <laughs> you're down some MD 2020. Those were the days, Cam. MD 2020. I man. can't do stuff like that anymore. We tried to, we went to, what was that, 2016? We went to WrestleMania, me and two of my buddies, and we tried to, we tried to do a little Orange Jubilee. And after about two rounds, I was like, Boys, I'm done. Can't I, do it. Can't. I'd like to attend this event that I spent time to come up here for and spent money for. I'd like to 
enjoy it and not feel like I got a sugar hangover the entire time. Maybe after Big 12 Media Days, you know? Yeah. Uh, this text said, move on, that's the past. Yep. I don't know what that's in reference to, but. Herman, Mac Brown, Charlie Strong. Oh, yeah. All yeah. that. Just move on, man. It's got to turn around at some point. Just trying to figure out when. Texture Texan says, the show is flowing really good, fellas. Reminds me of the time I took two weeks off. And when I came back, some young guy, I took my job. Hmm. Interesting. Unfortunately. Hopefully you landed on your feet, Texture. We can only we can only hope the same happens to anybody in that kind of situation. Uh, Cam, what what's on your weekend agenda? Besides first blood, probably a little Big Twelve Media Day prep. You know, just, we're as, gonna, long, just as long as first blood. We're gonna we're is we're, on your agenda. we're cooking up some good content ideas for the Big Twelve Media Day. So, uh, you know, if you haven't followed the Horn on social media pages yet or hornfm.com, stay tuned. Last year we had some great stuff coming out with Bijan Robinson and Steve Sarkeesian. We had a Brett Yormark on. So, got to fill in this week. I mean, Jeff, me, you, and Craig will be there. Chad and Zay will be there. Rod and Harge will be there. So we're going to get a lot of the UT guys to come on the shows and hopefully some other social media content. So excited for that and excited to try ponchos, baby. Yeah, before, Raise the flag. Before we bounce, uh, Nate, thank you for saying you enjoyed the show. Uh, CW uh, B-Day Twin says, had a blackout strip club night on some Orange Jubilee. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, Cameron, outstanding thank job, you, man. You, you've been a freaking pro and you're great at what you do. So thank you, sir. Except for eating donuts. I'm Except not for eating that. donuts. You need to. <laughs> Bizarro Del Dudley says, get after those donuts this weekend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, great job this week by Cam. Thank you, everybody on the Specs Text Line who chimed in. Congratulations to everybody that won a copy of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. We've got more of those to give away next week. With that said, for the vacation in Craig Way, for Cameron Parker, I'm Jeff Howe. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back on Monday to light the tower on the horn, live, local, and digital, on the Horn app and at hornfm.com.